Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We have once again made it till Thursday and we are glad you're here. I am the co-host of Homemaker Chic Podcast, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, joined by Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, the other co-host. I never know whether to say host or co-host. I know. Because co-host, yeah, it's just weird. We're both hosts of Homemaker Chic Podcast. And this is the podcast where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lipstick and no denim jumpers. Unless you want to wear a denim jumper, then great. Do that. Um, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Oh, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, But today we're going to talk about getting our act together. One. uh... Oh, (laughs) jeez. Okay, not quite. That's not quite it. (laughs) We'll get there. Um, We would love for you to join us over on Patreon. And thank you to everyone who has shown love to the podcast over on patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic. You have snagged copies of mine and Angela's cookbooks. You have gotten chore charts and cleaning charts and video forms of the podcast and all that jazz. Discord. You're on Discord. Discord. Talking. Yeah. Seriously. And we know from your emails that you've been sending us that a lot of you find value in what we do here on Homemaker Chic, which is very humbling to us because like we've said many times, we don't know that much about that much. And yet here we are rallying around you, telling you that your work in the home has value. Mm -hmm. And um, seriously, a huge thank you to our Patreons who have made this podcast possible. It's why we're still able to be here and still able to be talking to you. And so massive thank you patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic if you would like to show some love to the podcast for just ten dollars a month and get all those goodies in there as well yes and you can join for five dollars a month but you're not going to get all the perks you don't get the video you'll get some of them yeah yeah but not the videos that's when the video the video is fun uh i am like not feeling worthy of even sitting in this chair right now, lovely, lovely friends. <laughs> if you're watching on Patreon and I look uh, like super um, stressed and laughing at the same time, it's because my computer just, um, I have no idea. I don't even know. I don't even know. But Strong here I am. tells me like, you need to calculate in for these things happening. I'm like, I don't have time for that. I'm not interested. Calculate? Calculating in computer malfunctions. Okay. I weigh flour. I don't calculate computer malfunctions. I'll calculate my period. I calculate flour. Uh, I got this really great, great new book, which we're going to talk about in today's podcast, which is all about learning new skills. We are. Yes, we are. But I was reading it and it's like, you know, those parts of your brain where I can take in, I can see something and I can say, okay, I see this element. I can see this color. I can see this composition, but you start talking to me about like degrees and angles of degrees and like dials that have numbers on them. And it's, it's worse. I know more Latin. I would be better off with Latin than I would be. It's like my brain just completely shuts off. It's like putting together Ikea furniture. Ain't going to happen. You could put oh, it on a desert island and I would not get that piece of furniture together. I have Aiden for that. Yeah. 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 Because he has that type of brain. Yeah. Yeah. I had to put our bed frame together at scratch. I did it because it wasn't getting done. And I was like, I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to cross stitch <laughs> this on a pillow. <laughs> I got done and there was like a giant handful left of screws and bolts and stuff. <laughs> My kids do that with Lego sets. They're like, they give you extras. I'm like, actually, they don't. don't. Stu's like, are you sure that you did this right? I was like, well, it's here and it's standing. So yeah, I did it right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode of Homemaker Chic is brought to you by the Elliott Homestead Cooking Community. So this is for all you home cooks out there who would love some new inspiration, ideas, and motivation in the kitchen. 
Every month I create five new recipes and I either mail them to you or deliver them to you digitally, whichever you prefer. And these recipes range from entrees to side dishes, to desserts, to breads, to breakfasts, everything in between. So I guide you through the monthly recipes in a cooking video, and I encourage you to try new skills and taste new foods and push yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. So you'll get the five recipes, you'll get the cooking video. And then of course you get access to our private cooking community of like-minded home cooks. And this is where a lot of the magic happens. Kind of like you were sharing with old world on Monday. This is where people share their very first loaves of bread that they've ever made, or when they get their kids to eat a beet for the first time ever, (laughs) or when they learn to cook beans from scratch and not from a can. So it's a great place to gain inspiration inspiration from women just like you who are learning to up their home cooking skills. So visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to join in the Elliot Homestead cooking community and to fall in love with good food. Should have my book. I should have held my book up. You should have downstairs. I just took it down to the kitchen. Yes. Uh, the other day it's on my desk. I just I thought your girls I thought your girls would enjoy some of those recipes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You want to know um, my Latin? Yeah. In vino veritas. <laughs> In wine we trust. <laughs> wine truth. Okay. Do <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, let's cue that wine music, shall we? It's Thursday. We always cue the wine music a little early. On the <laughs> what are we been talking for three and a half minutes? Guess I don't we'll care. Just cue that one. This is the part of Homemaker Chic Podcast where before we dive into the meat of our homemaking conversation, we encourage you to pour a glass of whatever scratches your itch at the moment and belly up to the bar with us uh, so we can enjoy this conversation together. I, for one, will be pouring a glass of Dry Farm Wines today, and they are who sponsor this segment of the podcast. Dry Farm Wines is a fabulous online wine supplier that will ship you organic, naturally yeasted, old world, family grown, no garbage wines from all around the world. And they will send you whatever you want. If you want white wines or red wines, you want six bottles or 12 bottles, that's totally up to you. The great thing about this is that you really can drink Dry Farms guilt-free because of the super clean wines, no added sugar, no added yeasts. They settle very well with your body. You don't get the wine gut. You don't undo all the work that you did in your diet this week or exercising. It is such a beautiful treat. And kicking back to season two, frankly, better not more. Amen. No one needs a bottle of wine at night. Instead, have one nice glass. Um, okay, I'm going to pour mine. Shall we? Okay. Okay. Did you give the link? Nope. <laughs> Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Join the thousands of listeners that have decided to put a few bottles on their counter or even stock their wine cabinet with Dry Farm Wines. Seriously, you guys, this is, um, you know, like let's use a overused, ex- like a life changing experience. This is a big deal. Converting over to Dry Farm is a big deal. I challenge you, if you haven't done it yet, Spring is right around the corner. It's like this time of renewal and refreshment. It's where everyone just, you know, at the new year, you think you want to like be better, do better. But really when spring comes around, everybody just gets this zeal for life. Yeah. Switch to dry farm until July. Yeah. And tell me what you think. Yeah. Because tell me, like, because I was like super skeptical. I was like, yeah, I'm like kind of a wine snob. I know wine. I've been there. Mm -hmm. I've toured the Loire Valley. Like, Like, tell me what you think. I'd be really curious. Yes. What are are you trying to sip? Well, I was just thinking, (laughs) I did my cooking community call with my, so I do a once a month cooking community call with all my members, whoever wants to join. So we did this last month and we were talking about things that we could change in our kitchen to make us want to be in there more, make it more. That's lovely. One of the things that really, I cannot tell you, (laughs) cannot explain what this kitchen table has done to me having your one your new one in the middle just a table just a table in the kitchen somebody was talking about building an island on the calls like no 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 you don't want an island i think you want a table 
And so we were talking about one of the things that I do that makes me want to be in the kitchen more is I will put out on my table, fresh flowers. If I have them mm-hmm. or a nice beeswax candle, I'm changing it three times a day. So it, it constantly is shifting around, right. but I often put out bowls of fruit or bowls of nuts or you know, maybe a bowl of some muffins that I made or like whatever, mm-hmm. but I always put a bottle of wine out there. And it's like saying to myself, when you finish your work, good and faithful servant, you can have a glass of wine. <laughs> and it is such a treat. Yeah. And you know what? To stay in the budget, that means I drink a little bit less wine. Right. So be it. Um, mm-hmm. I would gladly do that um, so that I can enjoy the quality of these wines. So. This is one that I know you're actually really going to love. So I opened it last night and I made sure to save some <laughs> so that I could tell you about it today. Okay. Okay. It's a Bordeaux Blanc 2019. Um, and it's called Chateau Moulin de Perignon. <laughs> That's how Shay speaks French. She just like sort of tapers off into nasal laughter. <laughs> that is how they speak French, right? No. <laughs> okay, Chateau. Okay. Kick my mic again. See the Chateau, last word. Chateau Moulin de Perpignan. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he did it again. I can't. Can you just? I can't. I can't. I can't see it. <laughs> Windmill of something. P e y r o n i n. R-O-N-I-N. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, so it's a obviously a white wine. It's a blend. 30%. I really like white Bordeaux. I really, really do. I have not received that one, but I've been like on an all red bender for like the last three months. I want like, let's put that in the show notes because I do love a white Bordeaux. My very favorite white wines taste like green apple, like a Granny Smith apple. And a Jolly Rancher had a baby. (laughs) You and your head of baby analogies kill me. That's what this wine. It's so good. (laughs) So good. I do not like sweet. It's really tart, but it has like the essence of sweet, if that makes sense. Um, So it's not it's not dry. It's juicy and succulent, but sharp. And that is literally all the adjectives that I can think of right now. Uh, So do visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic, and you can be sipping a glass of Bordeaux Blanc with me as we talk about. Wait, and use the hashtag what I'm sipping over on Instagram. Oh yeah. Share with us because we know there's like so many of you that are drinking dry farm and we want to see it. So we know what to add to our orders. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. While we talk about learning new skills. Okay. You didn't know what we were talking about. I am so flustered by, I had to like you guys, I had to shut down like eight things on my computer and restart it, which took Mm -hmm. like 22 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of lost my mojo. Yep. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to milk late. Um, I didn't tell you this, but I've decided to dry my cow up. Well, you told me you were thinking about it. She's going to be dry for one whole year because yeah, she's not bred. She's not bred. And if I breed her now, we'd be calving in December, which would be the worst time of the year for us to have a calf. So we will have to hold off for three months, then breed her. And then she will have the calf early next March. Okay. So I don't do this lightly, but um, she's given us five calves in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she's been a workhorse and was sort of our intention to give her a little respite just to get good body condition on her and let her rest, yeah. <laughs> let her body rest from all the work that she's doing. And so I was out there with her the other day and, you know, when she had mastitis a couple months ago, we dealt with it and it went away, but like, I noticed some pre-mastitis cells and I was just like, you know what? I feel like your body's telling me it needs a break because Mm -hmm. a a cow with a super strong immune system would be able to fight it off. And I feel like it's kind of been this really low level, 
you know, kind of under the surface sort of a thing since she had mm-hmm. it the first time. And so we just figured it's in her best interest because, you know, we could still have seven or eight calves from her. How uh, old is she? She's six. Okay. Yeah. So she has Four almost 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we have that luxury. We don't, mm-hmm. it's, it is such a gift to have a dairy cow, but we don't need, I'm not interested in running her into the ground. No. So, um, anyway, she's going to have a little break, but I did not tell you this. I told Stu, I really don't want to go that long without milk because we do not have a good dairy nearby that we can get milk. Mm-hmm. from. So he oh, agreed yeah. to let me get a dairy sheep. So I'm going to be milking a little sheep for a while. <laughs> and I'm really excited about it because you can make cheese if you want. I know it's going to feel so teeny. Sounds horrible. I mean, having milk Nigerian dwarfs, it just well, it's horrible. No, I mean, dairy sheep, they bring it. Okay. You know, they're not like, they're not like that. Plus, I do really want my kids to learn how to milk. And it can be a little tricky on a cow when your kids are really little. I mean, they get in there and they go for it, but it's not something that they can just do uh, because the cows are big and cows can kick and you, you know, you got to deal. Fern has never kicked. I'm so spoiled. Yeah, you are. That's not normal. She's like an old broad man. She's just like, what are you doing back there? Yeah. That's not normal. I don't care. (laughs) She just, she's awesome. Yeah. I'd really love for them to get some confidence in doing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard when you're a 60 pound kid and there's a 900 pound cow. Well, and on like, the stand. So like in the summer, we milk on the ground outside, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. in the ground, you know, just like, but then in the winter we moved her into the barn. And so she's on like in a little mm-hmm. stanchion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. She's not, her head's not in anything. She's just too cool for that, but yeah. she's on a platform, but to have her like, you know, eight inches up. off the ground on ice is like, oh my gosh, she's so big. You know, yeah. you're looking up at this cow, like, yeah, they are big. That's a they large animal. It is. And, and Cece has horns. And so you, you do have to be very careful. I mean, cows yeah. are big animals. I oh, Fern was so excited for her traits uh, yesterday morning. She was like swinging her head around. She was yeah. so excited. She just went womp and like got me right in the chest, like but knocked me half over. Yep. I mean, that, I yeah, should have known that like, you love your morning yeah. treats. I was just trying to scratch her and love on her. And she just, she got me, man. Yeah. yeah. I know it's a bummer. It happens, but anyway, it'll be a new little skill to learn. I mean, we raise sheep anyway, so it's yeah. no big thing. Um, but anyway, I got to go, I got to get a ram anyway this year because Hamish died. So time for a new ram. Ooh. Okay. Enough farm mm-hmm. woes. Let's talk about learning a new skill. We talk a lot in this podcast about skilling up as homemakers Mm -hmm. and how really the homemaker has this beautiful opportunity to be a jack of all trades. Yes. And to not have to be an expert at anything, but get the opportunity. I wish we had that quote that we, I wish we had that quote. Dang it's so good. It's Chesterton, right? Chesterton. Yeah. Um, and he was just talking about what a privilege it is for the woman to be so broad in the homemaker to get to be so broad in so many things because she gets to study language with her kids and she gets to study baking when she's in the kitchen. And, right. you know, she gets to, to study nature when she's out in her garden and she just right. has this opportunity to spread herself very broadly in the experiences of the world from the confines in a way of her own home and what a gift that is. Mm-hmm. And I know that not all of our listeners are the same as us. We all come mm-hmm. from different backgrounds. We have different personalities, but if I could encourage our listeners to something, it would be to become a lifelong learner and always to be skilling up. That doesn't mean you always need to take on something new, but the posture of growth mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Um, and this is something that you and I are probably passionate about to a fault. <laughs> Oopsie. Yeah. Well, we have ferocious appetites yes. for learning. 
Yes. Um, I, okay. So I've been through all three school systems. I've been um, homeschooled, public schooled and private schooled. And um, let's see, like, what's my pattern? It's like public, private, home, public. And then I finished in public. And I remember going back into the public school system and my teacher, uh, that was her feedback was like, oh, she's like ravenous to learn. Ravenous. And I, it's mm-hmm. like never left me. I'm not content to watch someone else do something. I want to try. Yeah. I want to do it. At least to try. And then, and then you sort of hone in on what you may be actually yeah. willing to commit time to. Yeah. Effort to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really that inspiration comes from. Man, like if I watch the Edwardian farm series or wartime farm or a Victorian farm or Tudor monastery, I'm like, give it to me. I guess I'll learn how to put on a roof <laughs> out of straw. I guess I'll learn how to do that now. Right. <laughs> or make well, charcoal or <laughs> I think like, well, I just think like as women, okay. So you, you look at like this kind of like modern mantra of like, Oh girl, you can do anything. You can be anyone you want to be. Like, I don't, think I believe that a hundred percent. I mean, there's certain things that are going to happen and certain obstacles that are going to come like whatever we, you know, we, I know that's a very controversial statement to say, like, I don't necessarily believe that, but I don't, or else we would all be okay. But (laughs) we would all be exactly what we wanted. Exactly. We'd all be exactly what we want. It's not like how it works. Not everybody has the fortitude. Not everybody has the grit. Not everybody has the stick to itiveness to be Madame Curie. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not going to, it's, that's just straight up it. But I think that like our lack of fortitude and lack of grit and like this, like kind of like apathy of being a modern woman with so many things like handed to us and so much entertainment and mind numbing experiences right at our fingertips. Like in a lot of ways, like we've really sold ourselves short of Mm -hmm. what we are capable of. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like, really easy, you know, a lot of, you know, you and I have this fascination with historical women and and the way things were done and not everybody does, but a lot of times we look back at what other people have been able to accomplish and we're like, okay, well, like that was okay for them because, you know, necessity being the mother of invention or whatever, whatever, like we, we sell ourselves short, whether it's what we can do in the kitchen or what we can do in our own homes or like, oh, I, I've done, I don't have the green thumb. Like I kill everything. Ha ha. No, actually you don't. Mm -hmm. You just don't know what to do yet. Like Mm -hmm. nobody kills everything. That's Mm -hmm. not the way it works. You know, I just feel like we have this, it's very easy as like modern women to just adopt this mindset of just um, little give ups. Self-limitation. Self-limitation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is, it might be a silly example, but I think about this because I didn't like mushrooms. Didn't like them growing up. Didn't like them as a young, I'm like, I don't, I just don't like mushrooms. That's just who I am. I don't like mushrooms. And then I ate mushrooms that I liked and I was like, oh, but that's, that was part of my identity. Okay. That was like this little flag I got to fly and like see how I know thyself. My mom calls it a claim to fame. My mom's claim my to claim. fame. I've never seen a Star Wars movie. That's my claim to fame. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah, it's it's this weird, this weird idea that like who you are or where you came from or the type of education that you have or even tendencies or preferences that you have, A, that it's always going to be that way, which is like, boring who wants to be the exact same person at 40 that they were at 20 oh my gosh this is why it kills me when people are like don't change don't change i hope i change a lot Uh, (laughs) i actually hope i change a lot yeah yeah yes Mm -hmm. i'm sorry you're so comforted by the old me (laughs) like maybe you need to change Well, I mean, we, we do this and then we complain about, you know, the smallness of our world or, right or such. And, you know, I know I've shared, shared this story before, but 
I kind of was involved in the super limiting culture, particularly in college. And it was just like, everyone was the same. They all dressed the same. They all talked the same. They all drank the same thing, listened to the same music, watched the same shows, had the same hobbies. And that's just what it was. And it was really refreshing to me to step outside of that and say, oh, you can listen to this type of music and you can do this and you can do this and you can do this. And that self-limiting bubble that can come from just being in a culture doesn't have to exist. It really is self-imposed. And if you're in the type of culture that says, hey, but we don't do that, remember? find a new culture or create one of your own because that, that does not need to be the case. Mm. Just putting that out there. Last week we told people to get a new worldview. I think I know we're telling them to find a new culture. (laughs) Well, no, but like if you're just looking around pining for, for something else, or you find yourself, you know, I mean, I hate the word envy, but envying something, you know, a way or that you see yeah. or, or intrigued. Let's use gentler words. You find yourself intrigued. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I heard of someone, okay, this is so cheesy, baking bread. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> People do, do that? that? You can do that? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. I was like mind blown. Mm-hmm. And I made my first few loves. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going back yeah duh yeah it's just so funny like like you said how we kind of limit um ourselves uh we just kind of get things conjured up in our minds like well this Mm -hmm. is what we do this is yep the way we are this is the way my mom was this is the way my family was this is how things are Mm -hmm. that's for someone else yeah i don't have this education i don't have that I had a friend call me uneducated once and I was like, excuse me. (laughs) I'm so not uneducated. It's not even funny. Um, But by her standards, I, I am because, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't go to school. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So whatever. Find a different friend. (laughs) Different friend. (laughs) Okay. So first step in learning something new would be find something to be inspired by. Yes. So we talked about that scene in Funny Face where Audrey Hepburn is in the little tight black leggings and her little chic outfit. And she's dancing with Fred Astaire at the nightclub. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great scene. But it's the type of scene that you see, you could watch and think, I'm going to learn to dance. I'm going to actually learn to dance. Or, you know, it could be a homesteader who's growing a bunch of their food. And you're like, I want to do that. I want to learn to do a piece of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean you're going to be the old next Joel Salatin, but you right. don't need to be. And I think being inspired and mimicking somebody or is a different thing. And so a lot of times, for example, we'll see Joel Salatin and we're like, well, I'm never going to be that big of a farmer. Mm-hmm. Therefore I just won't do any of it. Um, and that's really easy to do, or I'll never be that good at it. Mm-hmm. I'll never be as good as dancing as Audrey Hepburn. So I'm just not even going to worry about trying. Um, and don't do that. Don't do that. And it could be something smaller. So for example, like I'm still pining after my mom uh, on the way and the ease at which she feeds such big groups of people. Mm. I mean, she's just so good at it. Mm-hmm. And that could be a new skill that I try to acquire is just entertaining with a little bit more ease, let's say. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even need to be something like dancing or singing or painting or drawing or baking or any of these things. And that won't mean you're the next great thing in those things. But that also doesn't mean it's not worth adding to your repertoire in some capacity. Don't you think that's another cultural lie, though, that like unless you can be Mm-hmm. become the next great thing unless you can like put it on social media and get a thousand likes and like a thousand followers in your yeah. first 30 days and some garbage like that like that it's not worth doing well do you see my point 5c there no because it's okay. my computer tanks okay. i can't open anything i can't That's I have exactly no my point in five <laughs> it says it's okay to just enjoy it and not try to make it anything more 
So you can can be enjoyed even if nobody but you see nobody but you sees it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you don't make any money off of it. Right. Still has time. It still has value. Um, but that's such an American thing that we do. We're like, well, if I can do this, I should do this. I should put it on Etsy. I should probably start an Instagram account and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, there is a place for that. That's entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And you guys know we are all about that. But But it's not a valid. It's not a source of validation. It's not your actions. Yeah, exactly right. You and I are in a weird position to have the microphone on this because we have been quite frankly blessed with this unique opportunity to to have this platform and do what we do but we always joke like even if the mic was gone and the youtube video camera was gone and like look we're just be doing my life would be exactly the same be the same way with a lot less tech stress but with a lot less tech stress i would be doing the i would wear the same clothes i would talk the same cook the same food Mm -hmm. all of this it would still be um Yes. And I think kind of in that vein, it's important to point out that the skills that you could be desiring could just be being a better homemaker. Like that is worthwhile. You don't need to be the trick pony that can tap dance and do this and do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm a gymnast and I speak French and Mm -hmm. like, that's great. And if somebody loves those skills and wants to learn them, that's great. But your skill or your new thing that you want to learn could just be, you know what? I want to learn how to actually fold a fitted sheet. (laughs) You knew I was going to use that example because I learned, just learned how to do that. Or I want to learn how to keep my fridge in better order and really lock down. You know, we talked on Monday about systems. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could just be, I want to learn how to do laundry like a boss and like, know what to do for blood stains, know what to do for restings, you know, mm-hmm. that could be that those are still worthwhile things. Just those small little things within the home. Yeah. I think it's like this, this whole like epic, like, again, I just keep going back to the culture, you know, I was listening yeah. to a song. I don't remember the band. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, it's like, like that whole, like, I want to do it all. Like I, I want to like see this, do that. Like yeah. it's just this whole, like, um, we have a joke in our family. We actually use the word epic as a joke. Like mm-hmm. the most minuscule, minuscule thing happens. The kids will go epic. <laughs> it's like everything needs to be so epic these mm-hmm. days. Like mm-hmm. how about just like the beauty and the mundane, you know, like just, mm-hmm. Hey, you want to like learn how to just like do laundry fabulously. So it never gets the best of you. And you can mm-hmm. take care of like these hundreds of little investments that you have laying around the home. That is your clothing that you've purchased. Like that is a noble enterprise. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is epic. Mm-hmm. That is epic. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking about the analogy of, of marriage and how often we compare it to a fire, right? So we talk about like the super hot, big flames of our rekindle. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. Right, right. Um, and then of course the deep burning embers, like of a, of a lengthy marriage that mm-hmm. comes. Right. Um, and I think about this because I actually saw this in my Instagram feed. It was like this newfound love and they were kissing on this mountain top ledge <laughs> thing. And it was just like, yeah, anyone could do that. Anyone could find someone to make out with on the ledge of a mountain and get a sexy picture. Okay. Not that is not epic. They posted it to be epic. Right. But that wasn't actually epic. What's epic is waking up to the same person every day for 30 years and still being faithful to one another Uh and, and still liking each other and still being kind to each other and showing each other respect. Mm-hmm. Anyone can build a fire with big flames. You light a bunch of newspapers on fire. It ain't hard, but to maintain that fire for 30 years, that's really hard. Right. And so that, yeah, the whole epic thing, take that out of the equation when we're talking about learning a new skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then stop watching stuff online. <laughs> <laughs> I just like just try to get like your little like because I do like, like to find a little inspiration here and there. Most of my stuff comes from books, but you know, if you see some, but then I gotta quick turn it off. Yeah, because 
unless it's like something like Victorian farm or whatever, because I'm, you know, that's just keeps me completely enamored and I, there's no like comparing going on, but yeah, the, like the further you go down some of those rabbit holes, the more like just self-defeating and mm-hmm. it is, it's just mm-hmm. really bad. And for me, like I can't do that much time in front of the screen because then I'm not pursuing the thing that I'm watching sure. on the screen. Sure. You know, I gotta, is that number three on our list is to find some resources on the skill that you want to learn. And mm-hmm. I was like, YouTube, <laughs> as I'm telling people to not, not watch anything, but exactly like you said. So for example, we've been talking about, uh, last week we talked about couples dancing. Okay. Right. Now, if you watch some, you know, 25 year old, sexy flamenco dancer with her partner, who's been her dance partner for 10 years and they're doing a dance you're probably going to feel pretty bad about your abilities. Even if you guys are like rocking your dance lessons, you're mm-hmm. probably not going to feel super great about them because mm-hmm. you're probably never going to be that, which is totally fine. <laughs> but temper that with a lot of books because books are a completely different pace for your brain. Yeah, completely. Um, I feel like it's so much more human speed to take things in through books. It is. And you can, I, you know, yeah, I think you can tell yourself all you want that, that it's the same, whether it's listening to it or watching it while you're on the treadmill on YouTube, but there is something about holding a book. I scribble in my books, my books. Oh, wow. Like you don't want to borrow a book from me. It's chaos. Um, But there's something that happens and I'm sure it's very scientific. I'm sure there's stuff been written about it. About why children need to read books and not just watch the movie. Yeah, but. completely different. Mm-hmm. Completely different. And in the age of online book sales, I mean, you can go and you want to learn how to spot birds. Great. <laughs> like there is a book for you. Or you want to go like weave your own baskets. Great. There is a book for you. Um, it's all. <laughs> It's so funny you say that because that is the Are those two things you want to do? No, I don't. The bird watching doesn't really do it for me. I mean, I appreciate it, but I'd rather watch my cat sleep. He's funny. Um, But the basket weaving, I don't know if that was on Victorian Farm or Edwardian Farm. And if like you're listening to the show for the first time, we've joked about this before. We have like certain language. We talk about these shows all the time. They're like 12 years old, BBC Productions. They're like crack. They're amazing. Um, But the one episode where they made the basket, I just thought like, oh, like, wait a minute. (laughs) There's a whole world out there and there is a whole skill set that I don't have. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't know how to dry a plant and make a friggin basket that someone can stand on. That Mm -hmm. is incredible. And you can just go like, well, that's irrelevant. That doesn't matter. But watching these people use their hands to do something that was so valuable, that was intended to last a lifetime. Like we have such a throwaway culture and watch like the time and the investment and how long it took to probably get to the point where you could make something of such high quality. What Mm -hmm. do we do today? We're like, I'll just put it on the Goodwill pile. We'll get another one. Mm -hmm. You know, it blew my mind. That was like, it sounds so dumb now just like having the words come out of my mouth that was like changing for me Mm -hmm. seeing this person make a basket I didn't know I didn't even know that was a thing Mm -hmm. the pace of things was just so different it's just so different it got dark you didn't have any lights you had to work by the candlelight everyone hunkers around what are you going to do what are you going to do with your time makes that rag rug in the dark basically every night yeah yeah I guess I'll sit down for an hour and work on my rag rug or melt bullets like Pa used to. (laughs) (laughs) So after you're inspired by somebody and after uh, you are, you know, you're, you're drawing from this well of inspiration, you find multiple people who are doing what you want to do, finding your, the people that you gravitate towards Mm because we naturally will have a heart that's inclined one way or another and we found some resources on it, preferably books. Then it's time to just fearlessly dive in. And this is where a lot of people get hung up because we don't like to feel stupid. 
Right. To go back to the dance class, dance class, day one or dance class number one, let's say for a couple who's never danced, probably going to be kind of tough. You're probably going to feel kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you can survive dance class as a couple, you're probably pretty good. (laughs) But again, again, we do. I'm just going to like go back to the decorum. We have just like this need to vomit out everything that we do. If you just have a little discretion mm-hmm. in your learning, no matter what it is. And, and like we're talking about, like, you know, like fun, some fun homesteady things. Maybe you just want to get good at putting on eyeshadow. <laughs> like I'm not talking. There's no nobility in what we're uh, the individual things we're talking about learning today. We're just talking about like this desire to keep this this atmosphere, this mindset of of taking on new things and learning new things. Yeah. Um, but like, you don't have to put it out there. Hey, guess what? You don't have to put it out there. <laughs> hey, guess what? You don't have to put it on Facebook. You don't have to make an Instagram story out of it. Mm-hmm. You can actually just learn quietly and have your foolish moments quietly and learn with yourself and, uh, dare I say, contemplate the process. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to share it later on, that's fine. But like, it, not everything needs to be in the public arena. Like you don't get an extra jewel in your crown in heaven for, mm-hmm. for learning anything. Like just, I, and would gosh, you even I, venture I, to I long, say it would like almost make it that much more enjoyable. That's what I'm saying. I'm doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. I'm, I long for, for people to get to know themselves and just have that. I just think we're so uh, like almost ruined by this need to put everything out there. Mm-hmm. What happens if we learn something just for us, just for p- the pure enjoyment of it mm-hmm. and not for the hashtag? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good question mm-hmm. to ask yourself. Like, you know, we always talk about checking your heart. Yeah. Um, am I doing this so that I can say I did it or am I doing it because it's what my heart desires and I'm going right. and I'm, I'm actually invested in learning it. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. It's not selfish to want to explore new things, to grow, to learn new things, to change. But it is kind of selfish to do that just for the sake of the accolades of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Then when that's done, (laughs) you fearlessly dive in, you check yourself, you move past the stupidity or the I'm never going to be good enough or blah, blah, whatever it is that's holding you up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think kind of the last thing would just be committing to it. Just committing to it. Whether people are watching or not, whether you're good at it or not. Um, you know, I think we live in. How do I want to say this? <laughs> It's easy to, to tell people, for example, like I'm going to start working out. I'm not going to, I'm just saying, this is an example. <laughs> and what can happen is you tell somebody and then they're like, huh, sure you are. Right. And it's really easy to listen to that voice, whether it's coming from outside your head or inside your head. Um, but The reality is learning something new doesn't have to be this gigantic lifestyle change overnight. I'm going to do this overnight. I'm going to be this person. No, probably not. It's taken you decades to get where you are now to even say, I think that's something I'm interested in pursuing. It'll probably take you decades to either get good at it or to fully understand it, Mm -hmm. you know, but the reality is we're not meant to be the master. We're meant to be the student. And You know, we've talked about one of the best things about being a gardener is that you are forever your garden's student. You are never its master. You can be its caretaker, Mm -hmm. maybe its manager, (laughs) but you're also its student. And I thought about this recently. I'm sure you saw this, but Monty Don just had to pull out what seemed like miles of box hedging that had taken him. 15 years to grow to 20 from years starts. Yeah. From starts. Yeah. He propagated himself because of box blight. This is mm-hmm. one of the most talented gardeners in the entire world. Saw the box blight, knew what it was, 
couldn't do anything about it to the point that it ruined all of his box hedging and he had to pull it out. And he had such Mm -hmm. a good attitude about it. He's just like, nothing ever stays the same. Things always change. And Mm -hmm. that's nothing you need to get your panties in a wad about. Mm -hmm. You kind of just got to say, well, this is life. And a lot of this is out of my control. And so, you know, in a way, Monty chose his heart. Yeah. Yeah. And good on him for that. And we get to choose ours. And whether that heart is 15 minutes a day of learning to speak a new language, or it's 15 minutes a day of working out, or it's 15 minutes a day of just trying to skill up on something. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, I just I do. I just think the homemaker, it's so easily, you know, it's easy to um, be in a state of overwhelm. It's Mm -hmm. easy to be in a state of arrested development, you know, with little little people around. And I I think that while all those, you know, life is life is hard. I'm not like discrediting any of that. I think we've talked enough about that on the show, but it's so easy to sell yourself short. You don't have to take on the world, but if there's something that you want to try, like by all means, try it. Yeah. That's what I love. That's one of the things I love about your cooking community. I mean, I, I know plenty of women that I don't cook. Mm -hmm. I don't cook. My husband doesn't cook. I don't cook. I'd like to know how to cook, but I don't cook. Mm -hmm. Can you read? (laughs) (laughs) Can you follow direction? Like you can, it's just, yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, that brings up an important point, though, that, that I think we should touch on. We talk a lot. Mm-hmm. We don't always mean what we say. Yeah. So when somebody comes to me and says, like, I want to cook. Oh, I wish I could cook. It's like, well, if you did, you just work on it. You know, it's not like there's no resources out there for people like that. Mm-hmm. One ditch I think we can fall into is that we tend to think we want to do what our friends do. Mm -hmm. And that's just not always the case. Right. Like my friend does mountain biking. Oh, she has so much fun. That looks so great. I think I'm going to take up mountain biking. And I loved how Jennifer like talked about this in her interview last week. Uh, week? Okay. Last week when she was like previous Monday, what? Mm what is your heart song? Like, what's it saying? Like tune into it. And exactly like you were saying, knowing yourself to the point of saying, you know what? Mountain biking. Cool. Great. That, that sounds like a ton of fun. Probably not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, I'm on Saturdays when you're up mountain biking, I'm going to be out in my rose garden. Mm-hmm. And so it can, you kind of have to play with your desires a little bit and really listen and say, do you just want to do this? because?" so-and-so is doing it or because you saw a YouTube video where it looked really cool or because you actually want to do it. And it's something that your heart actually loves Mm -hmm. because we don't just want to fill our time with twaddle, right? It's good to be a Jack of all trades. It's good to know how to do things. Maybe that means you try a basket and you're like, Nope, not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to think I wanted to be a coppersmith. I'm like, I'm going to learn how to do this. And it's going to be amazing. And then I talked to our friend, Sarah, and she wrote a book on it. And she's like, I'm going to send you this book on how you are become a coppersmith. So I read, I'm like, oh, hell no. (laughs) That sounds so boring and hard and not pretty. And no, thank you. I'll just buy your beautiful copper. Right. So sometimes we have to try things to say, nope, not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, what's going to stick at the end of the day? Right. What's going to stick, but be encouraged. Like something should stick. Yeah. Like you, you probably have a long life ahead of you. Like don't, don't sell yourself short. Like there are things to learn and experiences to have and, um, be brave and try something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we already talked about the very last point was it's okay to just enjoy it. And to try not try to make anything else of it at all. Tell you, I watercolor. I use that term very loosely. I watercolor, but um, I'm certainly not going to be selling those prints anytime soon. I can tell you that. <laughs> all right. Well, we 
hope that this has encouraged you to spread your wings a little bit and to dabble in something that maybe you didn't think you could do or that you've always wanted to do, but never had the courage to do. What, what's something that you're learning right now, Angela? Oh, uh, well, you're learning how to do a magazine. How yes. about that? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that is it. Um, I, I don't know. What am I learning new right now? I'm doing a ton of reading right now, which uh, I'm doing more reading than I ever than I ever have in the last few years, which is really good. Um, and I'm really um, I'm really pushing myself in my own home. And that's probably because of the old world design society, because I go, if you're going to be talking to people about design, like you really need to just have your finger on a pulse. So I'm learning a lot and reading a lot, and just really like immersing myself in that culture and doing a lot of stuff around the house, trying to make really analytical, good decisions for my own home. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, we talked about that a couple episodes ago, but I'm right in that vein with you where I'm just like, you are not going to get under the bus in this house. You are going to be its manager. Mm-hmm. You, you are going to keep this ship afloat and, you know, don't let it get the best of you. <laughs> you always start yawning. Always. At it's fr- point. it's <laughs> almost Friday. It's like Thursday evening. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> You crack me up. Sorry. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap it up. Ladies, go do something new. Okay. With us over on Instagram. Yeah, you have the weekend. Tag us. We'd love to see it. And um, make sure you visit our sponsors, cook.theelliothomestead.com, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic, and patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic. If you uh, would like to join in on Ultra Feminine Friday tomorrow, make sure you use the hashtag on Instagram, Ultra Feminine Friday. If you get your dry farm order in, use the hashtag what I'm sipping and tag us so that we can see that. And if you'd like to watch video forms of the podcast, make sure you visit us over on Patreon and you can watch over there. And tune in next week because we have some good things in store for you. I got to prepare. I got to prepare myself. Really good things. All (laughs) righty. All right, ladies. Have a lovely weekend. Cheers. Try something new. Cheers.